Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hi everyone, um, we're Big Joni and we're hosting a Soho Radio show today. Um, I'm Steph, I play guitar and sing in Big Joni and I'm also a journalist and a writer um, and part of the Decolonised Festival Collective. Hi, I'm Estella, I play bass in Big Joni um, I also play lead guitar in Charm Pit and outside of bands I work with um, Girls Rock London, a music charity. Um, I'm also on the organising team of Decolonised Fest and um, I'm on the board for the Good Night Out campaign. Hi, I'm Shadeen. Um, I play drums in Big Joni as well. And um, yeah, outside the band, um, I am a trade union official um, as well as doing um, a session on sort of anti-racist activism. And um, I am a trustee at the London Black Women's Project, which is an amazing charity and organisation that um, supports um, black and Asian women who are experiencing domestic violence. All right, so I guess we've, we're here today, but we haven't really um, chatted for a while, like over the phone or over Zoom or even in person for a long time. So, yeah, I guess kind of what's everyone been up to? Well, I mean, I'm on furlough, which is extremely boring at the moment. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I'm very lucky because a lot of people can't do that. Um, so, yeah, um, just sitting at home, trying to finish my law master's and um, stroking my cat. I've got into Game of Thrones as well. Ooh, You've only got, just got into Game of Thrones. I just discovered it. How? Because I'm like, really into like sci-fi fantasy. I know, but because I always have sort of avoided it because everyone's yeah. like, going on about like how it's like some sort of white supremacist fantasy, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. Uh, it, they, really they were overreacting. It. Okay. Now I'm really into it. It's yeah. like a. It's, <laughs> it's like a um, a, a more sexy and violent Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> High drama Lord of the Rings. I love so anything bloody. with dragons. Anything with dragons. It's so bloody yeah. as well. I know. There's a lot of deaths. There's a lot of deaths, but there's a lot of boobs, so it's like it evens it yeah. out. I know, I like that bit. That's yes. why I'm watching it. <laughs> For some reason why we're watching it in this house, we've reached that point now. <laughs> you know it's going to happen every it's just episode. boob television. That's it. <laughs> Well, we have a big screen. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the, that's my pandemic experience so far. Okay. That sounds quite fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been like, I've been 
working and have been writing um, different places, so write for The Independent and trying to... It's always, like, I've been working on this book for ages and then there's, like, suddenly loads of things to do now, which is a bit weird. Um, but then other than that, I've been, like, I got into, like, you know, Chloe Ting? She's, like, a, I don't know, an exercise guru or something like that. But I've been trying to do, like, a two-week shred challenge and I'm only on day three and all of my limbs hurt. Hello. That's impressive still, though. <laughs> Did all day three. It's not more days than me. Those, um, you've got one of those journalist pictures now. Me? me? I see how I saw it. Your little side, your little side, your little side. Oh no, angle. I do. Turn. Yeah, shit. Journalist byline turn. Uh, I should have just sent that picture of the monkey in the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and then accuse them of racism when they publish it. <laughs> Uh, also, um, you briefly mentioned a book, but maybe for the listeners, Steph, you want to uh, just elaborate a little. Oh, God, I hate elaborating. Why must I elabor- elaborate? Everyone always de- demands that I elaborate. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm, I'm, I've written a book called Why Solange Matters, and it's about Solange Knowles and her kind of unconventional journey towards pop stardom. Um, so it's coming out. Um, I was just talking with the publishers here, but it's coming out April over Ooh. in America and May in the UK, or the other way around. It's definitely coming out next year. Oh, that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, and so we're just working on finding people who like Solange and who like to read about her and like to talk about her and things like that. It's fun. Cool. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird to have written something. But yeah, so yeah, I've been busy and doing things like that. And also like watching Battlestar Galactica, so also sci-fi and weird stuff. I feel like I've had quite a quiet lockdown too. Um, I've rewatched the entirety of Buffy, so maybe I've had too much time on my hands. And um, also just been, well, finally sorting out um, those solo songs that are made in lockdown. Like, Yay! I'm just gonna mix them for me. Um, so yeah, maybe that'll get sorted sometime next year. Um, otherwise, how many songs uh, do you have? Um, so far, only three. So that's cool. Maybe, maybe I'll get enough for a little EP or something. You know, we'll see. <laughs> what's the best? Um, what's your favourite Buffy series? Mm, probably like the. I think it's either the second or the third one. Where um, you know answer. she gets the class protector. Which one's the third award. one then? Oh, the third one um, is, is she still in high school? One. Yeah, yeah so with the mayor, mayor and Faith. Yeah. Yeah, the second one is like the classic one where she has to kill Angel. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, if he goes bad, it's quite dark actually. It's really mm. dark. I feel yeah. like I had nightmares when I first watched that and I was a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think emotionally, I think the writing because obviously it's like playing into that whole thing, like young women having like sex for the first time or with somebody, and then that mm. guy sort of turning around and being an arsehole. So it sort of plays into that, mm. but through you know vampires and her and stuff. But yeah, I think that's that's my favourite series. Oh. All right, I need to rewatch Buffy again. I rewatched it a second time, but I can always do a third. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, next song I've picked, or the first song I've picked here is um, We're Having Much More Fun by X. And um, X I've been a fan of since I was very young, and I'm a big fan of Xine's voice, and I love the way that they kind of mix early, early rock and roll and um, sort of make it punk but also um, just that whole kind of LA scene was a sound that I really loved when I was younger so this is X, we're having much more fun. Next we have an interview with Charmpit, who are on side B of our 7-inch that we released today on Kill Rockstars. Um, so yeah, we'll be speaking to Rhiannith and Anne-Marie. So we're joined by Anne-Marie and Rhiannith from Charmpit. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so um, yeah, we obviously know each other because we share a band member in Estella. Hey. <laughs> But we wanted to ask you, how have you guys been doing during the pandemic? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I think we've been good. Trumpet, we've only really had the chance to to get together like once, but we had a really wonderful um, just like jam session and like reconnected. So I feel like Trumpet, the bond is stronger than ever. Yeah. And you've been working on new songs. Yes, Amory, do you want to tell them about the lobster in the pot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the at the jam session uh, we had, we had a little um, surprise doom moment. Mm. Um, this was kind of like pre-election results, you know, pre-lockdown too. Mm. And um, yeah, we were feeling a bit like lobsters in a pot and mm. the water is just getting too hot. Mm -hmm. So we put that into a little Doom song, which was a real joy because um, that's not who Charm Pit usually are, but that's what we became for that moment in um, <laughs> that pandemic time. Mm -hmm. And then we also wrote a little ode to um, me and Rihanna got back into some stoner films during uh, pandemic times and we were revisiting Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> and there's so just <laughs> there's and Harold and Kumar of, go to White Castle some real classics some real classics yeah and um, and yeah there's just this really hot kiss that I had absolutely forgotten about between Ashton Kutcher and what's the other Sean William Scott yeah yeah, yeah. and it's go. this beautiful passionate um, friend kiss and I, you know we just thought that's very charm pit um, so that was the other inspiration for the other jam song. Well, that's so cute. I can't <laughs> wait to hear that. It's like charm pit realness. Yeah. <laughs> Next album. Very well. Um, so like for people that don't know about you guys, could you kind of explain, like describe what charm pit is and how you all started? Mm. Um, we started at the same festival that you started at, um, which for the benefit of the listeners, uh, I'll 
explain just a tiny bit. It's uh, First Timers, um, which was in, I think, the spring of 2016, um, and is like a festival um, and a bunch of workshops to like demystify music making and, and get people on stage who have not really had the opportunity before. Um, and uh, I think y'all did it in 2014. Um, 2013. 2013, oh yeah, of yeah. course. Um, and so I guess we, we both have the same birthplace. Um, and then maybe Emery can answer the second half of the question. <laughs> yeah, um, and who we are, I mean, we're really just um, best friends and pop lovers with punk hearts who mm. wanted to have a go at making music. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of, we always say it's basically just like our conversations on the couch, like put to harmonies. Mm. We love to write about our friends and it, yeah, it's really a fun space for us. It was like created as a, as a place to have fun um, as friends and to have, you know, live our little punk, um, pop star dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, we met Estella through first timers and, and she became a BFF. And so into the band she came mm -hmm. and yeah, that's kind of our origin story. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we strive to be cute. That's my life goal. Oh. <laughs> Stella. Ask your bandmates a question. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just sitting here chilling, sorry. Um, well, I mean, it, you technically came up with the good ones there, but you mentioned about Anne-Marie being involved in the Union for Childcare Workers, um, which seemed to kind of spring up during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. we wondered if you could tell us a bit more about that and your work there. Yeah, um, I've taken a little step back from the organizing team myself, but it's actually growing from strength to strength. So we're kind of um, situating ourselves within the IWGB. And What's we that? now. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> the union. <laughs> it's a union, yes, but yeah. I'm trying to remember the, um, the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain. Oh. Mm. Um, that sounds big. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like, um, I think kind of the the first kind of cohort or its own origin story is in, in organizing like courier workers, mm -hmm. um, organizing amongst themselves. So it really has like a focus on migrant workers and, and workers who can't kind of easily find a place or um, within kind of the wider kind of stronger um maybe even sometimes like more commercial unions mm. um so it's kind of like a place for people that um really sorely need to unionize but they just don't easily um slot into into any other kind of existing union you know like unison are kind of the big players mm -hmm. um yeah. so yeah it's going really great we have like um, also, like, we've made a lot of connections with really great um, migrants org, and we now have, like, a dedicated um, immigration lawyer 
this really cool Colombian woman who used to be a nanny herself back in the day. Um, and so she's there to give free advice um, for all things visa and immigration, um, for the uh, Solidarity Network um, mm -hmm. of nannies, which kind of birthed um, the idea to unionize. So yeah, it's been, it's been really exciting. And I think um, the pandemic was definitely put a fire under loads of nannies butts and um yeah it's a it's a hard-working community gregarious community so it's it's really been a lot of fun connecting with other nannies yeah cool. definitely and that makes and sense I guess it's, like yeah um oh. a part of you know charm pet history as well considering we have a song about margot who i think you and rihanna have both nannied for mm -hmm. oh, it's my favorite mm -hmm. song <laughs> oh she's actually um she's coming over today for a little sleepover she she has a little brother named red now um who me and me and uh rihanna also nannied but he's um like two and a half and she simply had enough and she took me aside last week and she's like we need some one-on-one -on -one time and i was like yeah we do and so tonight we're gonna have popcorn and watch Jumanji together, and we're Aww. both very excited. How old is she? Like it's her five? first time watching Jumanji. She oh is She's gonna almost freak six. Out. Yeah, look, I know. She, she told me that she, she started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She told me that she started it, and it was a bit scary, so she stopped it. But then she was like, "If we can snuggle under a blanket together, I think that um, I'd like to try again." So yeah, yeah. And she's six. She's six in January. And when we wrote the song, wow. I don't know, she must have been like two and a half or three or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Educating the youth. Yeah. Chomp it. <laughs> oh, yes. I know. Yeah, me and... Yeah. We're very me influential. And I, I sh we are. I shared with Rihanna the other week that the teacher, her teacher told me that she's in the creative crew. Um, so that's really me and Rihanna, we've, we've done our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> You've done so well. And I guess um, today's quite a, a big day for both of our bands because it's release day. So yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about the big news that's just come out today? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Ree? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't even know how, how many years back, maybe three um, we did this recording and it's just been in the Disney vault this whole time. Um, and it's a recording at the cluster room studios, um, with, uh, with lovely Chris, um, who was always so supportive and, you know, gave us so many like free studio hours over the years. Cause he was aware of the like huge disparity in, um, the like gender imbalance in like sound technicians. Um, and so gave us free time so that he could do some like workshops with uh, sound technicians who weren't um, men. <laughs> and um, so I think this was one of those sessions and we did a song um, about a bad boss. Um, and oh my God, I'm literally blanking so hard on the name of the song. <laughs> Bad attitude. Oh my god. Oh my god. Shameful. Bad attitude. 
Um, <laughs> yes, yes, about a bad burger boss. Um, and I guess just, yeah, the like, it was just so serendipitous that, that y'all also had like a recording ready to go that we could mesh together with our similar cluster room sounds. Amazing. Yeah, and it feels quite yeah. like it's a good document of like a part of DIY scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really think it's really special because I think a lot of, um, or what I get so curious about when I find a band that I'm into is like, I really want to know kind of the full journey, especially the kind of like stickier floor story part of their journey. Mm. Um, so I love that uh, this is out there and it's just so sweet because you guys, Big Joni, international superstars now. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's just a really amazing to kind of like take a step back and just have a view of the things that we were experimenting with, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and it feels like so long ago to me anyway. Mm. Yeah. And then kind of so much has changed for all of us now, because I mean, big, we've released our album, debut album, and you guys released your debut album this year as well. Mm-hmm. Cause stir. I mean, how has it felt like having your album out there in the world? Oof. Take it away, Emery. Yeah, I feel really proud. Um, Rihanna's got one of those cool, like, um, what is it? Like a vinyl frame? Yeah, it's just oh, a yeah. picture frame where you can, like, there's, like, a hole in the cardboard for your album and a hole for the album cover. That's kind of like you idea. would have if it was, like, a really valuable album or, <laughs> like, a, like a gold disc. album. Yeah, exactly, like a gold disc, except for yeah. it's mine and it's blue. yeah. Um, so that feels really special. I think it's really, you know, it's obviously a different time to release a debut album. We weren't able to tour it and, um, you know, at hard at times it's just been like when you're like evaluating what's important, it's kind of just like, or I, I don't know, I can mm -hmm. kind of be like, ah, um, this is something silly, but, but also I'm just like, yeah, I'm really just, I think I'm just really proud of us. And I know that, you know, it came out in March and, um, you know, a lot of people said it was like a nice bit of joy um, to have in, in their hands and their ears at the time. And I think one of the most fun things about it is that um, we have a song about like changing your look and cutting your hair called Died and Gone to Hairvin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the week the album came out was the week that everybody was talking about the quarantine cuts that they were giving themselves. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, oh my gosh. Yes, so that was really like cute and serendipitous and I felt like everyone really related to that song. Um, <laughs> whereas I think we never imagined that that song would have a big moment, but I think it was just the zeitgeist of the time, people doing mm -hmm. different things with their hair because they were stuck inside. And so that was a really cute moment. It was a cute memory for me. That's so cute. Charm it means different things during the pandemic. Did you have a, a little quarantine cut? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I cut all my hair off. Absolutely <laughs> all of my hair. It was like down to my shoulders and I was like, it's got to go. It's got to go. The whole world has changed. I need to change. I need to change. Yeah, yeah I very much take out my feelings on my hair. So. Yeah, 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 that's what that song's all about. But um, yeah, I think... Although it wasn't, yeah, the usual kind of experience of releasing a debut album, I feel like 
yeah, just even more than the hair song. It was just like really timely because <laughs> it was the time to cause a store. Um, and and the world was in a store and people were having and needing to be really reflective and really collaborative. Um, mm. And that was kind of the theme of our of our album. So that felt really special for it to kind of be birthed in this reflective and collaborative moment, although also a very scary moment. It felt like well-timed in a way. Yeah, definitely. I think there's so many albums that are released in the last six or nine months that have accidentally been really well-timed and accidentally kind of <laughs> yeah. like change everyone's world in different ways than they were meant to, maybe. Mm. But I always knew Charm Pit was going to change the world, I have to say. <laughs> You're so stinking cool. sweet. <laughs> also, whoever is drinking a tea, I love it. I love hearing these satisfying little gulps. Just so you know. <laughs> drinking oh tea. my god, that was so me. I literally, I took, a, I took a sip, and I was like, "Yes, yes, I must, I must have my sip." I'm being interviewed, and then it literally went down the wrong way, and I was like, "Fuck me, I'm such a fucking noob. I can't do this." <laughs> See, I just love every little noise you make, Rihanna. <laughs> Thank you. Thank that you. Every gurgle. Really, yeah, every gurgle, exactly. <laughs> so close, so close. Mm -hmm. All right, well. I I think that's... Do you want to ask any more questions, Stella? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it all. I will say that the one thing that really got slept on on the album is mm -hmm. um, there's a part in Wild Wild Westfield where Estella's guitar does a line from Christina Aguilera's Dirty. Mm. Oh, what? I don't uh -huh. remember that part. Mm. <laughs> you got to listen up for it. We all... That. It's, it's a like... time when we say we're talking about like flinging songs in the mall um, yeah. because Rihanna used to work at Victoria's Secret and that's how she would pass her time. Mm -hmm. And we talk about, you know, the music playing in the mall. And then because of the, the era, we say it's about time for our arrival. And in that moment, Estella starts to. And um, <laughs> I just think that alone needs to go platinum. Just that little riff itself. It's a, yeah. It's not a so big moment. that like we get yeah. sued, but well, big yeah, enough not that people yeah. notice it. Is yeah, yeah. What I'd like. It's a careful balance, but I feel like you really mm -hmm. struck it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and listen now. Um, just because you know, just just wanted <laughs> to shout out Estella's important contributions to Charm Pit. Thanks so much. <laughs> there are so I many. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Um, but yeah, happy release day, y'all. Yay. Yay. Congrats for all of us. You've done so yeah, much. Yeah, I hope everyone has a little bath, a little wine, a little tea, a little hot choco. Mm. Just a little Ooh. treat for everybody. Treat yourselves a little bit today. I will have a little Ooh. treat. Oh, well, I've got, I've got cover tea anyway, so... Nice. Oh, God, what was that? <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> Intense. <laughs> um, oh. All right. Well, well, yeah, thanks so, so much for speaking to us today. And we'll see thanks you guys at some point. Yeah. All right. Bye. Yeah, see you soon, babes. Bye. 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 <laughs> so our new um, seven inch, split seven inch with Charm Pit is out now um, on Kill Rockstars Records and we're really happy that they put it out for us and it's Cluster Room Sessions 
It's an early version of Cut Your Hair and one of our songs from our um, debut album. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Up next we're going to play um, the trumpet side of today's new 7-inch release. Um, it's one of their early singles, it's about a really bad boss and it's called Bad Attitude. <laughs> 